Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Tech Vibe Radio every single Friday night here on KDK. Having way too good of a time bringing you what's happening in Pittsburgh's tech sector. And I got Jason Wolf hanging out with me again. Came back. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't stay away. I know. I was leaving and they were like, yes, please stay. One more show. One more more show. Can you do it? I got it in me. Jason, I love having you co-host because you bring a cool perspective to the show. That's cool. Because you're a dude that has built many a company over the years. I mean, you've been a big part of Pittsburgh's tech sector. And you're thinking about things way different than I am. I've Mm -hmm. never built a company in my life. Mm. I've, for 20 years, been witnessing folks like you, men and women like you, build companies. But I've never done it myself. But to have someone that's been there in the trenches... Building stuff, selling stuff. Well, value. that means you're sane. Or yeah. I'm insane. Yeah, yeah exactly. So what I'm saying is you're crazy. <laughs> you're crazy, and I'm not. <laughs> and I'm not, but uh, you know what I'm saying. But anyhow, yeah, but I just I, I love the perspective you bring when we're interviewing guests because yeah. we're thinking about things that I'm not, so mm-hmm. I think it works out well. And Audrey's always pumped for you to fill in for her when she can't make it awesome. into the studio. Love so, it. Yeah, love man. It. Yeah, that's good. Thanks for taking the time and having sure, out Sure, absolutely. So tell our listeners about what you're up What's to going these on? days. Yeah, yeah, so we're um, we're still building gift card granny. I like so, it. So, you know, we sold giftcards.com last year at Blackhawk. And, um, you know, they were actually expanding their office up here in Foster Plaza. You were telling me about yeah. that. How exciting is that? Because awesome. many times when a, a company is bought, someone buys it because they, they want the IP behind it and they're right. going to take it to their own little place and, and build it from right. there. That's right. But they kept it in Pittsburgh. They kept it here. Why did they do that? You know, I think in the initial uh, um, sale uh, agreement, yeah. Okay. We were going to help transition uh, the technology over to um, their technology in California. Okay. <clears throat> so a large majority of the employees were going to lose their job. Ah. Okay. So within about two months after selling the company, mm-hmm. they got in, looked at the technology. Yeah. They started working with the great people of Pittsburgh. I mean, okay. we do have some really, really good people in our region. We surely do. And they're not afraid to work. I know. And um, the culture, we were talking about culture earlier, is uh, was a great culture. Right. And they decided to keep the platform and keep everybody employed. That's so cool. And so they ended up moving uh, everybody up to uh, uh, Building 10 here in Foster Plaza. And um, now they're just expanding here in Pittsburgh. So it's great. That's a great, great story. Story. Hopefully they're bringing folks from California yeah. into Pittsburgh. Show them how we do it, right? No, I know. Right? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a great, it's a great uh, I think if you look at, you know, either coast and where they're looking to, you know, expand. Uh, and I think Steve Case from former AOL executive talks about this. He does. With the center part of the U.S. And uh, we are one of those cities. Right. Um, you know, Austin's getting a little more expensive. Here it's still affordable. Uh, we have universities. We have all the healthcare right system. We have yep. the airlines we've talked about a few I weeks know. ago. I know, exactly. Great. Right, right, right. And so I, I think that uh, more of that's going to happen. I think we are, you know, what I do is build companies and I've uh, been doing it for a long time. I know. 
So we're, you've been doing this since the the nineties. Mid nineties, I started I the first coupon site in nineteen ninety five. Love it, man. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> you know, didn't know what I was ago. doing. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm ready to start writing this code. I was learning learning Perl and writing code. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that's that was crazy. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think you know the girl I was with at the time thought I was crazy. She said, yeah, I don't know, this is kind of like CB radio. I don't, you're not going to make it. I was like, I am. I swear to God. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing it for I can't believe yeah ninety five. So it was like twenty two years. Twenty two years. Yeah. I've been with years. the PTC since ninety seven. Wow. I'm on twenty, and I think about all the companies that have been built. Some that are still here. Some that have you know have been, that were sold, and some that went went away. And it, it's been really, really neat. So you've seen Lycos. See yeah. The Lycos. You've seen uh, free markets. Exactly. Be free. Yep, it's a bunch of them. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. Like, you're old, like old school, bringing back memories, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you know, <clears throat> that's what we're doing. I'm, I'm I'm building gift card granny. Yeah. Um, we just had a, a couple uh, guests on them talk about culture. Yeah. I'm um, trying to figure out how to match our hiring process say, with our culture because your people are, are so critical. They're and, critical, and but you, you can't you can't have a bad hire. You gotta have. You can go through the process of finding a good employee to come into your business. However, if your culture in that employee doesn't match, that's a problem. It does. And I don't think a lot of companies really look at <clears throat> the cultural fit between uh, the candidates, well, nor do they even know what their culture is. So I say, what well, is your culture well, like? Exactly. Well, I don't well, know. I mean, you got to know hey, your it's culture. It's a fun culture. Well, what right. does that mean? What does that mean? It's <laughs> because you have a foosball table over there. It just doesn't means mean fun, anything. right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, some, some companies are forward-leaning. Uh, some companies are more relaxed. Some companies uh, value uh, intellect. Mm -hmm. Some companies value uh, humor. Absolutely. And so you really have to go through finding out what your culture is. And we're focusing on that right now as cool. we're starting to build Gift Card Granny up. And speaking of culture, we're going to have part two tonight from Dimitri awesome. Shirey from Deloitte. They do so many studies on workplace culture and, do they? and measuring it. And so we're going to have that on tonight, which I'm, I'm always excited to bring to them on. Yeah, Dimitri's one of those regulars on the show. Mm -hmm. So I told him, you know, it's like anytime you want to come on and talk about what's going on, you do it because he's, he's got some great stuff. I think I read something about him. He uh, had a, a colleague in France. Okay. That uh, he decided to do an exchange program between, you know, his kids and their kids. Oh, okay. And so, you know, he come over to the United States and live with us for a few weeks in the summer. Okay. <laughs> like, nice. That's a great idea. I, I could see that. I could see that being <laughs> I true. Like, I got to try awesome. doing that. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious with, with your experience having built companies and, and just you being a businessman as far as that goes. This summer, I thought was so interesting when when um, Amazon bought Whole Foods. We're seeing some really big shifts going on in, in the greater technology and, and retail space. Yeah. There's this crazy mergers going on. Yeah. What's your take on that? Well, Amazon, you know, getting into the, the grocery business. I mean, grocery business is a $675 billion. Yeah. Dollar. We all got to eat, man. That's right. <laughs> so they can't ignore it. Right. That, yeah. Amazon has to get into it. Yeah. They tried doing Amazon Go. I don't know how successful that was. And I think they tried some other things in, in the um, in the grocery uh, area. Looking at Whole Foods, I think their stock was probably depressed. Okay. And, um, you know, I think that was, it made sense. I think. You see a moment that that's a time I, to, to pick something like that up. To pick a, something up. Bargain. Yeah. And because I think uh, a lot of the successful companies have the online presence and the offline presence. And I think Amazon's going to need that. Okay. So it kind of makes sense if you think it through. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow. I don't yeah. know. It, 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 the, the changes are, are so rapid and keeping up on it, I think yeah. it's just it's just absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. So that's very interesting insight, man. Yeah. So it's Pittsburgh in the summertime. Yeah. I'm telling you what, I don't know where the time has gone, but it's it's been it's been a crazy summer. What, 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 what's some things you've done this summer? This summer yeah, for me? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, what, 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 what have you see. been up to, man? I always guess what you <laughs> well, do is around here. Well, it's crazy. Well, getting personal, I guess. Um, 
So, um, yeah, I have a life-changing event coming up. I'm getting married in September. Whoa, back up. Congratulations. Okay, that's something to talk about. It's a pretty big deal. How exciting is that? Yeah, it's good. Good And um, So that was, was, uh, you know. uh, You've been spending your summer preparing for that. You know, I, I've been uh, spending my summer paying for that. <laughs> <clears throat> Susan, my fiance, does a lot of the work uh, to her credit. And she's Absolutely. doing a great job, and cool. And I just say yes. Yes, that looks good. That looked great too. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're getting married. I was uh, in Italy, okay. my son. So we went to Italy for a week. Fantastic. Which is great. Um, and I'm Italian, half Italian. Okay. So going there was interesting because I see a lot of people that kind of look like me. Like, yeah, you're like, oh, wait a second. I, I think I think there could be there could be a connection going Italian on here. here. I like it's it. Really, it's man. a beautiful place, and you know, I'm, I'm going down to the Amalfi Coast and the in the shore down there was just beautiful. So it was really good, and I'm building a house. And, yeah. yeah. So I got a lot of stuff going. Wait, on. that's the house where the logs are coming from Montana, yes. right? That's I right. You're telling about that. That's, that's right. impressive. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's we're building a about. house down in Deep Creek. Okay. Uh, the Deep Creek Lake. And so, yeah, we got some logs delivered out here from Montana by Jacob Boss, Boss yeah. Logs. Okay. That's the name of the company, <laughs> Boss, Boss Logs. Boss I mean, come logs. on. What a great name. Does he, does he drive around in a white Cadillac with bulls? He's awesome. Yeah, he's, yeah, he does. He's great. He's amazing craftsman. They don't make uh, people like that anymore that actually will go out to the uh, to the woods, pick the, lo- pick the tree, pick the cut trees, it down, yeah. you know. Ship it over. Peel it, turn it. Set it up, bring it out, set it up. It was, it's just an amazing process. About, so, yeah, so I've been doing a lot. How about you? Good stuff. How's uh, your summer going? I've been preparing for Tech 50. We're going to be announcing oh. finalists pretty soon. It's, when is that? Yeah. I mean, I mean actually, actually, the finalists, it's, 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 uh, it's going to be happening October 12th. October 12th. It's the big event. So we're, we're, we're gearing up for that. That's man. always such a great event. We love it, man. Yeah. It's the 50 fastest growing companies. Yeah. You know, other than that, I went to Utah for a few days. Rode oh, bikes, did you? Rode bikes with my buddy Jeff. Nice. How far did you go? That. Oh, all over the place, man. That's beautiful country out there. Four Corners, man. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Was it hot? <laughs> yes. It's scorching. And, and it makes Pittsburgh feel Is like that how you got this tan that, I see I got here. this beautiful tan. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a trucker tan. If I pull my <laughs> sleeves up, you'll see, man. I'm almost transparent in the middle, and I'm deep fried on the ends. So, anyhow. I'm so glad you're hosting with me yeah, tonight. We had awesome. so much fun hosting the show together. We yeah. got... As I said, we have we have Dimitri stopping by for a segment that I recorded earlier this summer. We got Joel Reed from Open Arc. And of course, we also have SDLC partners. They spun off a new company called Silumina, I can't a wait cybersecurity company. So yeah, good, good stuff. Yeah. Keep your dial tuned right here for more Tech Five Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting with Jason. We'll be right back after this quick break and learn more about the PTC by going to pghtech.org. Hey everybody, it is absolutely 100% positively true. You are listening to Pittsburgh's one and only tech show, Tech Five Radio, here on KDKA. Every single Friday night, bringing you the very best of what's happening here in Pittsburgh's technology and business sectors. And uh, we had promised part two. We do many parts here. Part two to Deloitte's, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a culture series we've been doing for lack of a better term. Culture, people, making the workplace work the way it should when everyone's kind of rowing the boat in the same direction, all that kind of good stuff. And we are gonna be talking about team chemistry and how to develop that. And we have one, Dimitri Shirey, here with us. Dimitri, thanks for hanging out with us again tonight, this Friday night. Do appreciate you taking the time to uh, put on the old uh, lavalier that we're using here to uh, capture all the good content that we got going on. Jonathan, it's always great to be on the show. Good to see you, and thanks for having me back. Without a doubt. Just to level set with our listeners here, who is Dimitri Shirey? Well, Jonathan, I'm uh, very fortunate to serve as the uh, managing partner of Deloitte here in Pittsburgh. Uh, have uh, you know 37 years of uh, business experience with a you know with a principal focus on financial services companies, process and industrial products companies, as well as energy companies. 37 years. 
that's impressive. I'm on year number 20 at the PTC, and I'm thinking like I've been around the block. I've only been halfway around the block as far as you're concerned, so that's, a, that's quite the accomplishment. 37 years, you must be passionate about what you do. Oh, uh, Deloitte is a great place to work, and I'm very fortunate to be part of the organization. Without a doubt. And just tell our listeners real quick, what are some of the key things that Deloitte does to... To, to keep the doors open here. Well, Jonathan, we are we're the largest professional services firm here in uh, Western Pennsylvania. Absolutely. And uh, <clears throat> you know we principally go to market through four distinct lines of business. Uh, we have uh, the audit practice, we have the tax practice, we have financial advisory services, which uh, principally focuses on risk regulatory and compliance type matters, as well as our consultancy practice, which is which includes strategy operations, human capital, and technology. So. When you think about our business model, we really are an end-to-end, full-service professional services provider. 100%. And if you go to Deloitte.com, you have some great research on there. I mean, you have, yeah, there's incredible content I out mean, there for you can scroll for hours just to learn. I mean, you guys literally, like, this is what you're known for is, is your content. And bringing a little bit of that here to the airwaves is way too much fun. And as we had promised last week, we were talking about this. There's a whole thing around team chemistry here and when it comes to having the right people doing the right things at the right time. Tell us about that, Dimitri. Well, when you think about dynamics of groups, mm-hmm. you know, it really is about understanding different team members' preferences and behaviors because I think what every organization wants to do, it wants to build their teams, yeah. whether they're internal-facing teams or external-facing teams serving clients, it wants to build their teams with inclusivity and diversity of different skill sets as well as different personality traits because not every one of us is fluent in each other's language, each other's preferences, each other's thought processes. We all bring a talent. To we all bring a talent. Right? We all bring a different perspective. Exactly. I've always known about the brake pedal, gas pedal, very simple method that when you're running a business, you need someone willing to take risks. And someone's saying, don't take all of those risks. And <laughs> we have someone kind of controlling. But this is, this is way more complex than that. But, uh, but with that said, though, I mean, think of conversations that you've been in with somebody who has been identical to you in their approach. It gets boring after a while. Well, or, you, no, or you think you're really good. You think you're really good because you agree with one another all the time. <laughs> you're brilliant. Okay. You're just like me. So, so there isn't necessarily any diverse thought with respect to trying to address a complex business is- issue to arrive at a solution. So the idea really is to you know, build a team that has, uh, that, has, that has diversity with respect to thought. And so one of the things that we focus on within Deloitte is business chemistry. And it's really better, under, better to understand the mm-hmm. behaviors okay. of individuals and the different attributes that they bring to the table in order to uh, develop the best team in order to address the most complex issue. Makes total sense. Now, within that, there's, I guess, I guess let's look at overview. There's like four or so different types of sets that kind of come to the table and then being able to pair them up and match them up. Yeah, sets are, yeah. I, would, I might refer to them as distinct business styles. I like that, business styles. And, and so when you think about those four styles, you know, we kind of categorize them in uh, four different buckets. You know, there's the, there's the driver bucket. There's the pioneer bucket. Uh, the integrator bucket, as well as the guardian. Okay. And what's interesting is each one of those distinct business styles has certain characteristics that, as a leader, you may very well want to have on your team okay. in order to bring diverse thought and diverse mind to the yeah. table to address 
whatever the challenge might be, whether it's from a firm perspective or whether it's from a client perspective. Exactly. And then and then basically being able to, to put these different folks together allows you to bring the best mindsets to it. It does. And I'm assuming there's some people that maybe have a couple of these. Like someone could be a driver you know, and a pioneer at the same time, but they might be heavier on one angle than another. So based on where they are on that scale, you can kind of build your team and cement the right people in place? Yeah, and, and Jonathan, it might be helpful just to you know, get a snapshot okay. of what some of the different characteristics are totally. of each distinct business style. Absolutely. So you know, when you think about a driver, you're thinking about an analytical thinker who, has intellectu- who is intellectually creative and prefers, prefers experimentation versus theorization. Pioneer, big blue sky thinker. Yep. Don't bother me with the details. <laughs> yeah. I got a great idea. Of course it's a great idea. And yes, it will work. The wagon's packed. I'm heading west. And it's going to be successful. Exactly. I like it. Absolutely. You know, the, the integrator is the master consensus builder, making sure that everybody is on the same page and feels good that they've made a contribution to the overall effort. Right. The guardian is looking for concrete reality and particularly skilled at providing structure and minimizing risk. Right, right, right. So, you know, most of us have two distinct business styles, uh, and one might be greater than the other, but by and large, uh, we, they, we, we, have a we have a preponderance of having two. There's a smattering of all four in all of us, yeah. but there are but typically two, two that stand that really, out. That really rise that out really to the rise top. To the top. What, what two are you, do you think? What two am I? Yeah. Uh, well, having gone through the business chemistry yes. uh, uh, methodology, uh, my results show that I'm both a pioneer and a driver. Uh, that, that makes total sense to me. I, I think I would have picked those those two just value just knowing who you are, Dimitri. Well, as a matter of fact, Jonathan, I'm heading I'm heading west on Friday. Yes, so. you are. <laughs> so, See, you're living up to it so already, I'm man. I'm packed and I'm going out the door. <laughs> so then, how does um, how does somebody then start implementing this? And can you be a small company and implement this? I mean. Anyone from a, a five-person shop known to a massive organization, how does it scale? Well, Jonathan, I would be lying to say that I don't use these same thoughts and principles on my wife. So, okay. Uh, as far as understanding right. business chemistry yeah. and, exactly. and what, what yeah. does or doesn't work. So these are almost like okay. universal laws universal of just how the world laws. works, right? Yeah. And you can use them both in a professional environment as well as in a personal environment. Absolutely. So whether it's business or whether it's at home, there's relevance to these different uh, styles and how to... get. Uh, interpret and understand people's behavior. Absolutely. And we got a couple minutes left. So what would be the big takeaway from somebody after we're talking about this, that the idea when you're building teams, putting things together, fundamentally that the key things you should be doing as you build these teams together, what, what should we be thinking about? I think the key walk away is that you need all four. You need all four. You need yeah. all four to be present and accounted for on any team because what you're really looking to do is you are looking to take uh, the peaks of each one of those characteristics from a driver, from a pioneer, from an integrator, and from a guardian, yeah. and meld them together in an overall team so that you get totally. diversity in thought, as well as, inclusi- as, well as inclusivity, uh, which is, of course, a, a very key, a key aspect in uh, building team. So if you have all four present and accounted for, there's a high probability that you're going to get a better answer. You're going to get a better outcome. The more minds, the better with, with looking at things at different angles. Absolutely. It just brings something that you know is going to be something that one mind or one mindset would not bring. Correct. And Deloitte's thinking about this kind of stuff. This is why I'm so glad to have you guys here on the show talking about this because we want to bring a little bit of your expertise, spread it out to the world here through the show. And Jonathan, I think the other thing important to note is that you know, business chemistry is just not qualitative. It truly is quantitative Absolutely. in the context of 
the science behind it. There is truly a scientific aspect mm -hmm. uh, with respect to business chemistry that then translates and transfers right. into the qualitative aspects of trying to understand each other's preferences and, and styles. Fantastic stuff. People learn more, go to Deloitte.com. They can yes. check you out and learn more all about this stuff. Demetri Shirey, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. Good, good stuff. We're taking a quick break. We are coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting from the Pittsburgh Technology Council. Learn more about us at pghtech.org. Hey, everybody. You're tuned into Tech Vibe Radio. There's no messing around. There's no mistake on your dial. You're listening to the best show on Friday night. We're driving it home. We're driving it home <laughs> with Jason Wolf from, awesome. from Gift Card Granny. Thanks for hanging out with us, Jason. Awesome. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Awesome. We have way too much fun doing yeah. the show. Absolutely, man. And Audrey, thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Oh, she's such in a her great place. woman. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Nah, good, good stuff, man. Like I said, we love talking to the coolest companies, and we got one of them right here with us. We have Open Arc with us. We have a lot Jewelry. Of I know, I know. Yeah. Way up in the North Hills. <laughs> Way up in the North Hills. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jonathan, yeah, Jason. Thanks, yeah. thanks for being here. Making the long drive down 279. <laughs> with all that construction. With all that construction oh, yeah. and craziness. Yeah. I still cannot figure out the exits on 279. Sometimes I go far left, and then I can't get to the Veterans Bridge. Sometimes I stay right, and you got to like, ah. It is confusing. It is How long is that going to last? Forever. Forever. Yeah, yeah they're never going to stay. It's never over. I, think I had Google Maps set to walking mode, so when I plugged <laughs> the address in here, it's going to take me two hours to get here. I'm all nervous today. <laughs> like, what? This I thought it was nuts. the construction on 279. Exactly. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, we're glad you got here in one piece, Yes, Joel. thank so, yeah. you. So quickly, tell our listeners about OpenArc in general. What is OpenArc? What do you guys do? And then, I'm hoping... We can nerd out on a little virtual reality technology that you guys are playing Absolutely, with Jonathan. Cool. Yeah, we're a consulting company. We've been around for seven years. Mm -hmm. My partner, Bethany Simon, and I started the company uh, back in 20, 2010. Mm -hmm. We both, uh, my wife had a baby, and she and her husband had a baby, so we both have two seven-year-old kids. Whoa, check that out. And a seven-year-old company. And, uh, it's like this was well, meant it's, to it's, Your yeah. company's not a baby anymore at seven years. You yeah, guys are right. beyond that. <laughs> You're like a tween now at this <laughs> yeah. point, right? Yep. That's great. You mean And uh, I don't know what we were thinking doing both of those things at the same time. I was going to say, are you a glutton for punishment? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> I got to like, talk to your wife. She's, she's a they, special she, woman. My wife and her <laughs> husband were very supportive, so awesome. they've been a big part of our success. What was the inspiration for starting it? Uh, well, so we're a consulting company. We do software development yeah. and IT staffing services. Right. Bethany and I feel like uh, we have tons of experience and some of the best in our industry in these two spaces. Mm -hmm. We always wanted to do uh, a company together with these two parts. Right. And so we started uh, in 2010 with her placing me at a job where I could work four days a week and take okay. the fifth day to work on OpenArc. Ah. And that was the start. I like it. Worked yeah. out of my house for a while, made spaghetti for our employees over lunch. Nice. <laughs> took it from there. So we're about 90 uh, people right now. You have 90, 90 folks wow. working 90, there. Where are you located? Yeah. We're in Wexford. Wexford. We have okay. consultants around uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, our team is right on the intersection there of 79 and 910. Mm -hmm. If you yeah, ever sure. make it through that construction traffic, Jonathan, exactly. you find us. Is that where the King's restaurant is? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's right, Jason. Sure. <laughs> and T-Bones. Yes. And T-Bones. Shout out to T-Bones and Sorgles. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So seven years in business, 90 people. Yeah. Do you think you'd be 90 people in seven years? Neither of us did. You know, both of us really just started the company because we loved what we did. Right. 
thought we could help out our customers more just having our own company mm-hmm. and, and directing it. Uh, and uh, we just kept doubling every year in, in size as we wow. served our customers well. And, and so here we are in 2017, two seven-year-old kids and, mm-hmm. a, and a great group of people that we get to work with. So and, you do full-stack development? We do, yeah. Full-stack front end, back end? Yep. And then maintain? Yeah, yeah, .NET, uh, mobile application development, virtual reality, which we're going to hopefully talk about today, um, and full stack from back end and front end. So there's not a problem you can't solve. No, and we have a great group of uh, recruiters, technical career coaches who help us, who help our customers find people, and then also a lot of those people end up at OpenArc, so... Very cool. Yeah, great group of people. So let's talk about this virtual reality thing. Yeah, this is this is game changing stuff, and it's just at the uh, you know we're just at the, the forefront of this. Yeah, it's going to change a million times over between now and probably the next like two weeks. Yeah, but <laughs> people say it's in the toddler years. Right. So. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So why why did you guys get into VR? Um, our customers were asking us yeah. about uh, doing this. We have some. We have folks who have. Uh, game development experience, which meshes really well with some of the leading platforms that you do virtual reality development on, Unity, for example, Mm -hmm. being one of them. And so um, we took that experience in those teams and our human-centered design experience that we do with applications and brought it into the realm of virtual reality to help uh, people who are looking to innovate. uh, A lot of times it was groups in the marketing department who were looking for something innovative to do and uh, demo, demoing their their products in, in the marketplace. You said, it, it, you, said, you said demoing products, I think, is interesting because like, whenever I think of virtuality at first, you think it's like games and things yeah. like that. But it's not. It's Like you said, it's like demos for trade shows. Yeah, we're really focused on the B2B yeah. kind of yeah, thing, the B2B not B2C side of it. Right, as a right. consulting company. Yeah. So, yeah, so um, some of these customers have these 8,000-pound uh, manufactured components that they build, and it's a t- Costs millions and millions of dollars, right? To send these around the world and have to, take, to get that to Vegas costs a lot of money. Right? Yeah, yeah. Far, far more economical to create a virtual reality experience and let someone interact with that eight thousand power, eight thousand pound device, uh, upfront and close and personal. So for like trade shows, yeah, you you can go up to the booth at the trade show, throw on yep, the headset. You're one, right there. One of the folks we did this yeah. for, they had huge lines of people That's wanting awesome. to try out the VR. Sure. Uh, so walk us through a scenario. How did this work for this customer? Can you give us like a, like a, you put the goggles on, what are you experiencing? Yeah. So, so you, like we were talking about VR is still new, right? A lot of people haven't experienced it, right? So we spent a lot of time thinking about how do you get someone at a trade show who just starts, uh, who's never used VR before to get kind of acclimated with it, right? Because you have to know, know how to move around in the virtual environment, how to grab grab things and explore. And it's kind of a little frustrating if you can't figure that out, right? right. So, so um, and then there's just some safety considerations, right? You have goggles on your head, you're in a a trade show space with lots of people, yeah, pointy eyes everywhere. <laughs> You're in this virtual world, but you actually have this real world that could hurt you, right? So, exactly. So. When the virtual world and the real world collide, yes, someone's getting trouble. stitches, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. So, um, you know, we we designed a, a space in a way to do this where the wires were coming up over their head, attached mm. to a boom above, where we had virtual boundaries in this space to protect them so they okay. didn't have any of these real-world collisions that we were looking out for. Uh, but, yeah, so you, you uh, start the experience by just helping them acclimate themselves okay. in the virtual environment. 
And then uh, what we really try to do with these product demos is let them interact with the device and learn from themselves. That's what's really hot in VR right now is just being able to explore and, and not just recreating what you could do on a mobile app or a website, but having it be a real experience where the interactivity of just being in the world is just so much different and compelling. So, Oh, without a doubt. Do you use the Oculus Rift uh, headset? Yeah, we, well, we used uh, the Vive, the HTC Vive. The yeah. Oculus Rift and the sure. Vive are probably the two leading platforms awesome. for this. That and Oculus really... is a Pittsburgh office. I mean, they're, yeah. they're using Pittsburgh talent to yeah. make That's the true. Oculus yeah. the Oculus. Yeah. Yep, great, great piece of tech. Um, we love that platform and and uh, Vive and really these uh, goggles that used to be eight nine thousand dollars, then gloves for another eight or nine thousand oh, dollars. You goodness. can get the whole kit for eight or nine hundred bucks now. Really? Yeah, wow. yeah next year ninety nine dollars. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At Walmart. At Walmart, exactly. That's why it's so crazy because, like you said, it changes so quickly. Yeah. That the barrier to entry becomes so much easier. So obviously you're seeing a real future in being able to to develop more on these platforms because you have customers that are going to want to be able to use this to market and to yeah. demonstrate technology. We're we're finding uh, so you know so we do we're doing building these product demos and then we're finding that the, you know these are large units that take a lot of manufacturers that come together and put those systems together to make the the platform and they're they're looking at it and saying we'd like to get and reuse this virtual experience you created and show our stuff you know so there's. We're seeing partnerships between vendors who want to share their CAD assets and, and build on these demos. Seeing folks who want to build a, a basically a virtual conference world experience. Mm. Uh, they have multiple units in there. And then people are then building on that to do training, employee training with these demos. So you can start off with a, a demo thing that you would take to a trade show, and then you can use it to train employees. So can really be incremental and and that's really what we recommend for people yeah. is getting their feet wet with VR to to do something uh, incremental. Yeah. Don't just jump in. People. Yeah, exactly. It isn't its right. toddler year. It's going to change so quickly. Steps. You yep. put too much into it. Do you see an opportunity for you guys to help like startups that are looking to do VR and they don't know how or what and they could come to you with their business idea? Is that absolutely. possible? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I'm sure some of the we, listeners I, would say, hey, you know, I want to do this virtual reality idea. I, exactly. I don't know what to do. Yep. They can go and talk to you. We we uh, Actually, the ver very first thing we recommend for folks like that is to, um, to just experience it if you've never experienced it. So we've hosted some... Um, happy hours and at our office. When is your next? Happy I'm coming. Hour? Yeah, Fear I and missed virtual it. Reality. And everybody oh. has headsets on. <laughs> exactly. Right. Around. Try not to make anyone sick. on the walls, yeah. though. So people go to your website. Was it openarc.net? Openarc.net slash VR. Slash yeah. VR. Will you have a listing when your next happy hour is going to be? We will. We will definitely put that up, Jonathan. Yep. Yeah. And, because uh, I'm telling you, people need, you need to experience. Yeah, it. yeah Jason, that's the Got experience. We're gonna go. Yeah. Yeah, Jason, are going to hang out. Yeah, there. we're going to be there drinking beers and doing virtual reality at the same time. Just get padding around. Hey, <laughs> extra padding for me, please. All right, <laughs> that is very very cool. And obviously, I encourage people to go to openarc.net. Just look at all the other services, as you've mentioned before. I mean, full stack, you name it, you guys are yeah. doing it. And virtual reality is just one of the latest things that you're you're putting together in that regards. How much fun do you get to have every day? Tons of fun, especially when we're combining beer and virtual Exactly reality. right, <laughs> man. Those you, are the highlights. You answered that question <laughs> correctly. So openarc.net. Joel Reed, thank you for stopping by the show today. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Great Fantastic. to be with you guys Great today. Great to meet you. That's awesome. See, Jason, this is why good I get so pumped. I know. There's too much great stuff. And now just, we have a place to go for beer on Friday night. And virtual reality. Virtual all at the same time. All the same time. It's like all my dreams have come true. <laughs> <laughs> right here on Tech Vibe Radio. Mm -hmm.
That's why we do the show. And that's why we have Jason Wolf hanging out with us tonight, co-hosting, filling in for Audrey Russo, my usual co-host and boss at the Pittsburgh Technology Council. You want to learn more about us and how we help technology companies succeed? Mosey on over to pghtech.org. We've been doing it for like, I think, 34 years now. What? Yeah, ridiculous. Wow. The council's been around way too long. I'm on your number 20, man. That's awesome. I love it. Good, good stuff. Anyhow, we're taking a break. We're coming right back with more Tech Vibe Radio. This is Jonathan Kirsting. Jason Wolf. Thanks for spending your evening here with us on Tech Vibe Radio, Pittsburgh's only technology talk show. Hanging out here with Jason Wolf from giftcardgranny.com. Jason. Thanks for hanging out with us tonight, as always. I'm repping the granny here. You are repping the granny. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> this you, is great. You are, and you are no stranger to Tech Vibe Radio. No. We love having you co-host when Audrey can't make it. So, love it. Yeah. We're down to our last segment. I, get, I always get a little sad last in the last segment. segment. I'm like, man, I want, I want to do I more. see you again sometime. I want to do more, yeah. Hopefully you'll call me back. There's going to be plenty of opportunity. I hope so. You're definitely coming back That's on the good. show, man. That's We've got a lot more Tech Vibe coming That's good. in the coming year, man. Every <laughs> Friday night. And I'm really excited about this segment because... I know. I just love watching Pittsburgh companies grow and spin off other companies. And um, SDLC Partners, longtime Pittsburgh Technology Council member, just one of Pittsburgh's top tech companies when it comes to just, uh, they're just growing like leaps and bounds. How many employees do they have? It's got to be over 400. 400 local? Yeah. That's awesome. And they just spun off a new company called Silumina to focus on cybersecurity. And we have Carl Kriebel here who's leading that up to talk oh, about this. Great. I've been dying I've been dying week. to know yeah. more about this company because I know when SDLC does something, they do it they right. They do it right. They, they think these things through. Well, it seems like they brought in the right guy. That's Absolutely. So, hey. We, we, we set you up, man. <laughs> welcome, to to, welcome to the show, Carl. Yeah, great to be here. <laughs> so tell us about, first of all, tell us, tell us about your background real quick. You've sure. got a pretty extensive, I, cool background when it comes to all things cybersecurity. Yeah, so I'm a Pittsburgher. Um, I come from a consulting background, but I did four years in industry. Um, uh, and the rest of my uh, time in professional, uh, my professional career time has been spent in consulting. So uh, I would say about 16 years in security specifically. Okay. Helping uh, life sciences, healthcare, and financial services companies. Nice. nice. So you know something about this. Yeah, I know a little. It's got <laughs> a little, a little bit, bit of knowledge it. going behind this. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, Silumina. This is the new spinoff. What is what is Silumina? So Silumina is focused on really cybersecurity strategy and implementation, and that, and that's really design, build, and run uh, services. And that's this, okay. that's geared to help uh, uh, companies that are struggling with or even transforming their own security program. Right. We fit in a variety of different places. Okay. So we, we're really there to help. Without a doubt. Is there a focus on an industry that you're in? Yeah, we're focused on healthcare, life sciences, and financial services. So so akin to, to the background that I have. Right. Um, as well, we see those being acute problems. There's a, a lot of regulatory challenges in those industries. Oh, man. It's just it's crazy. Yeah. They, they have assets that are worth something, worth stealing. Sure, so. yeah. And to keep that locked down. That's correct. That's <laughs> what yeah. it boils down to. Yeah. So I, it, it, the company was launched about five, six months ago. So you're just really getting out of the blocks right now. Yeah, that's right. And uh, and, and so like, so who are you working with now? Like, like, like what are some of your first assignments? Like, what, well, there? you know, we're focused on local local clients right okay. now. So you're, you're, uh, look, you're concentrating on the Pittsburgh or the Pittsburgh area. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but that that said, there's certainly a network um, that I personally have, as well as some of the folks that work with us who. Absolutely. Are, we have some interested clients outside of the Pittsburgh area as well. I think our focus will be for in Pittsburgh for the next year or so, and then we'll start to branch. And start scaling from that. Yeah. Do you help companies that already have security um, platforms or systems? You come in and you kind of look at it and you overhaul what they're doing. Yeah, so both. Uh, I think that generally speaking, companies are somewhere on the spectrum of of meeting their uh, obligations to the boards and. 
I haven't experienced a company, um, and I've worked with some of the largest companies in the world, who's confident that their capabilities are where they want them to be. No one's ever where they really, really, really no, want to be. That's right. Because so, it's, it's changing right. so fast. Right. And, and it's, it's, like I said in previous shows, I mean, yeah. the web is a scary place. Scary place. It's just like people are just looking to do bad things all I the wanna time. They want to cry. They want Exactly. <laughs> but, and, and so it's obviously cybersecurity has become a top concern for yeah, everybody sure. out there. Big deal. Like, literally. Yeah, and to that point, um, what we're trying to do is really simplify the proposition. Um, the, the challenge that these organizations have is there's so little money to spend on so many controls to deploy. Right. And the, the, the challenge is where to prioritize and how to get the largest uh, return on investment. And I think what we're seeing is the struggle to demonstrate the return on investment. What, how do you measure the yeah. risk that still exists, that residual risk, after you've applied those controls and made those investments the board wants to know how are we doing, and they don't want to know what's the detail of some technical, um, you know, assessment on the network that's looking at data, data flows and, and events and all these things that happen on the network. They want to know what's our residual risk. Um, have you applied the controls effectively, and are we getting return on investment? And I think that's where this has come to. It's it's really gone through a metamorphosis in the last five years, where cyber has really gone through this inflection point and in investment. Now people are on the other end of that. And they hmm. want to know, okay, what am I getting for this investment? Am I am I any better off now that I've spent X millions of dollars? Exactly. Are right. we more secure than we were? Can you tell me how and, and demonstrate that through reports and analytics, et cetera? Mm-hmm. Give me everything to back that yeah. up. Yeah, that's right. Show it, absolutely. And so that's our focus. Very cool, very yeah. cool. So tell us a little bit about some of the analysis that you do as you kind of roll into a place. I mean, whether there certain key areas that you start looking at immediately or is it based upon what uh, specific concerns might be of, of the client? Well, we certainly go through a, a kind of a standard script of questions that we're interested in getting answers to. Uh, I think we're most interested in have they done their blocking and tackling, so to speak? Okay. Do they have a framework they're following? And then from there, we can glean pretty quickly where the yeah. maturity is. You can start seeing where you really need to yeah. go based on the, that, that, first, that first pass. That's right. And if you look at standard frameworks, they're quite comprehensive. And these are NIST, ISO, even high mm-hmm. trust in healthcare. And, right. and they're, they're very difficult and onerous to deploy, but necessary. We want to focus on the things of the highest risk nature in that, that control framework and say, these are the areas that you need to focus on on an ongoing basis. Um, you got to do the rest of the stuff. But let's apply the energy to these things because that can really articulate to the board where our risk posture is, and that's what we're focused on. Doing. Highest, highest risk areas. Correct. Yeah. yeah. What's the best barometer to demonstrate are we doing the things we need to do to protect the assets of the company? Mm-hmm. Have you ever rolled in and you realize, I mean, so many people are just so behind the curve. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my. <laughs> it's like a, like a red, red flag is like, like immediately go up. Uh, we we have I have seen of course I won't name names right uh, I can tell seen, us later though <laughs> no I I've seen local we're gonna take a quick break here exactly <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick break uh, no seriously um, there there has been scenarios where we would expect to see um, things like uh, production information in what we call development environments uh, we'd expect to see that obfuscated or de-identified because you. You don't apply the same control infrastructure in a development environment right. than in a production environment. Okay. Uh, we've seen pervasive neglect. In <laughs> pervasive that neglect. $20 billion company. Is that is that called a PN or something that, like that? that? A, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of PN going on over here. Pervasive that, neglect. <laughs> yeah, please feel free to use that. Um, but, yeah, and, and just that that's a representation of one thing I've seen. But that that when you see that, you, you know there's sort of, 
uh, crisis going on that they're unaware of. So it's really bringing that awareness and saying, guys, hold on, time out. You know, let's 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 start doing the things we need to do in, in a prioritized fashion. But in those cases, it's it's tens of millions of dollars to right. change that. So it's cultural. You're talking yeah. about the development environment. Yeah. So in, before stuff gets pushed into production, the development environment within the company is not secure. It's not secure. Well, yeah, I'm not. Le- I'm less concerned that it's part. not secure if they're using. They're using the non-sensitive yeah. data, but mm. if they're using sensitive, sensitive data, data in the, and they yeah. have offshore guys <clears throat> sharing oh, yeah, development, I know, exactly. writing code and oh. grabbing stuff, right? And it's in it's in India, it's wherever in South America, right. and they can't mm. even attest mm. to you know. What, do we even do background checks on these people? And right. Mostly, the answer is no. Right. Exactly. So it's scary stuff. So uh, as you mentioned before, this it keeps changing. Everything with cybersecurity, it keeps the threats keep evolving. Everything becomes scarier, as far as I'm concerned. What's keeping you up at night? What do you see that, that that's really starting to bear down on us these days that people maybe aren't paying attention to or they should be paying attention to? Yeah, I, I think it, th- there's a, a book called Future Crimes that okay. uh, will scare the, the pants off you if you read it. But... <laughs> I like my pants to be on. <laughs> yeah, you know, so aside from what you may read in, in those uh, books, I think we're losing, in, in, according to that story, we're losing uh, the fight against the criminals because they're – and the, the money that backs their ability to go after the data is greater than our ability to police it because we right. have far more resources to try to protect than they do to try to go after. That said, uh, I, I think there's too big of a dearth of talent, and I think that's the thing that keeps me up at night yeah. as a business owner. Right. Um, I, I need to make sure that our training is up to snuff and we can continue to sort of innovate ourselves and keep folks ahead of that curve and our team. Uh, but finding that team has been a challenge. Are you going to use folks from uh, SDLC to help you to build the business? Uh, we are right, right. Where so that, say you got you got you know some people. You got, you got some Come people. on, yeah. <laughs> now of course. I mean, when we've had we've had great opportunities to work with with some folks in, in SDLC, and that's an easy way to do it, right? Yeah, so, sort of path that they're choosing. Absolutely. So I, I, this is why I'm just pumped. I love seeing these types of things happen, where you know SDLC spins this off to address really big problems like this and i just think I, I can't wait to watch how you guys grow and evolve you know over over the coming years and you're just like, getting out of the blocks now and I, I just think it's very exciting and if people want to learn more about silumina where can they go if someone's sitting by their their laptop right now they can we yeah sure we have uh, a com. okay um is our website um so you have a pinterest page I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm yeah, kidding. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're working on our affiliations and and certainly doing um, speaking, uh, you know, uh, consortiums and conventions and yeah. stuff like that. But uh, for the, for now, I think um, if folks are interested, if you have a, a career interest or you generally going to say right, from, if you're in the hiring mode, like, sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Pittsburgh is big for that. There's a lot of security companies here. Yes. NCFTA is in Pittsburgh. They're right upstairs from us. Yeah. yeah. I, right. tell, I, tell, I can tell oh, you. That's right. I can tell you crazy right. stories, right. man. Sure. Like like there's black cars in the parking lot. Yeah, all the time. And I like <laughs> that. I got, it makes me feel better. I like like we got some some real talent that's yeah. you know, fighting the the evil forces out there. So we're in the right location. For yes. Service. Yeah, and we're you know certainly I think the market here in Pittsburgh is growing, and we have that ability. Um, you know, we're focused on on more efficient security implementation. I would uh, just my pitch for our differentiation. We're focused on lean principles. Uh, better process design for for executives and, and cyber leadership, and I think that makes us a little different. Um, but at the same time, we're different in a lot of ways. And, and I don't know the security firm you mentioned, but there's 
there are security firms focused exclusively on technical interrogation and whatnot, but um, others are focused on different aspects, maybe physical security. Right. So, yeah, you, you, they're not, not all two are sure. pretty equal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're glad that Silumina is out there doing what you're doing. Carl Kriebel, thanks for stopping out and well, hanging out with us. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Very cool stuff. Great Jason, you. All right. thanks Likewise. for hanging out with me. Awesome. Helping me co-host this show. I couldn't do <laughs> without you. The it's time o- goes by. Over. I know. An hour goes by like, like wow. nothing, man. But there's more Tech Vibe Radio, and I guarantee you there'll be more Jason Wood well, in the near future. Back. Yeah, you're always got the Jonathan's open door great. policy. Anytime you want to co-host with us, just let us know, man. Come on in here. Learn more about the Tech Council. Go to pghtech.org. If you want to go to a uh, what? giftcardgranny.com gift card granny check it out man. It. if you have some old gift cards you, you want to get, get rid, rid of, of gift cards, you can do it come over site. to our website and we'll buy them and we'll resell them i'm just saying that's what we do i'm just saying everyone <laughs> have a great weekend this is jonathan kirsting and jason wolf t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.